Aloha, I'm Marcia Sortino. Welcome to Pay Radio, talk radio worth listening to. To all our regular listeners, thank you for coming back. To all our new listeners, congratulations. You just discovered one of the most powerful talk radio shows there is. As we get ready for this class, I suggest you find something to take notes with. Every show is packed with all sorts of inspiring, insightful ideas, ahas, and breakthroughs. While you find some paper and a pen, I wonder, how many people do you know are paid to learn, then paid to teach what they learn? I'll put that another way. I'm both a student and a teacher of Pay Me What I'm Worth. By the time I complete my class as a student, the money I'm paid to teach Pay Me What I'm Worth will cover what I paid Seoul University, and then some. At the end of our class, I'll tell you how to become a paid student and teacher for this life-changing journey. It's time to meet my class. We decided to be collectively known as Team Seekers. Here they are. This is Cindy Ashwine from Slingerland, New York. Thank you for joining us on our radio show. I hope that you will be inspired by what you hear today. Kyle Davis, Lewiston, Maine. Hey, everybody. Green Mays, and I am from Latrobe, Pennsylvania. This is David H. Paul from St. Cloud, Minnesota. Hello, Chris Peters, and I'm from Brandon, Manitoba, Canada. Aloha. This is Rick Rodriguez from the Big Island of Hawaii. Aloha. Cheryl here, coming to you from the Big Island of Hawaii, where we have lots of beautiful waterfalls, rainbows, and a live volcano. Hello, everybody. This is Agnes Talley in Fayetteville, North Carolina. We're the home of the dogwood tree with its beautiful white flowers in the spring of the year. And finally, aloha. Sol here, author of Pay Me What I'm Worth and Marsha's co-pilot on this journey. I hope we've given you enough time to grab a pad of paper and a pen to take notes. Our class starts now. You asked me to compare how much of my sense of worth is tied to meaning and how much of my sense of worth is tied to continuity. And I'm saying to myself, oh my God, are we diving even deeper than I (laughs) dove? and think about it, my meaning and the continuity to my words being tied together is bringing out my confidence energy and that roadmap for myself. May I share how I came up with those two words? Yeah, please do. (laughs) What was the purpose of chapter four, the timeline? Themes. T-H-E-M-E-S. Themes. Mm. True? True. Ah, yeah, theme. The theme of all of the back office posts over the past week told me we need to talk about meaning and continuity. Shall I unpack that? Yes, please. Chris. Yes, sir. If I called you up next week, and on Monday I told you that Marsha's going to be taking over the class because I've decided to bow out and I'm going to be a full-time attorney, Good luck, wish you well, keep in touch. And then two weeks later, I call you back up, Chris, and I say, hey, how's it going? I just wanted to let you know, but I've finished up my law practice, and I'm going to start working for NASA. And then a month later, I call you up, Chris, and wanted to catch up, and I told you I left NASA, and I'm now working on a new esoteric book for astrology. And every month after that, Chris, I call you up, and I tell you that I have completely changed my life and my focus, and I keep calling you up and I keep changing what I'm doing every single month, what would that do to my worth in your mind? Well, it would tell me that you're not sure of what you want. It would tell me that you're not focused and determined on one specific skill or passion. It would tell me that you doubt your worth and that's why you're trying to take on so many different things, I would think it's a self-esteem issue. At that point, it's a self-confidence issue, and you want to try and get as much of a reputation 
as possible from branching out into so many different things. Okay. Does that make sense? It does. Who else thinks the same way Chris does? I'd probably say stop calling me until you actually figure out what you're doing, because that would drive me nuts after a while. Okay. Marcia, they're falling for my trap really, really good so far. Is there a paradox in here? So I'm trying to figure it out because on the other end of the scale, it could just be a sign that you're really growing. I don't know. Other thoughts? If I say I want to be a public speaker, then I go to be a bodybuilder and do a lot of different stuff. Ultimately, how am I going to get good at anything or grow at anything if I can't commit to something? What comes up for me in this notion is I think I'd have to ask a quick question of this person. Is your job title in life Jack of all trades, master of none. Is that your passion? Okay. Other thoughts? On the latter side, I could say he's searching for himself. You've all just demonstrated that continuity for you holds value. Anything that is not continuous causes suspect. So if I want to grow and I want to just follow my nose and be unconditionally accepted for who I am, Team Seekers just told me never to tell them what I'm doing. Oh, and the trap slammed shut. Bam. (laughs) Think about this. How many times in your own life, I'm sure there are countless stories, where you decided to make a change, you decided to turn, you decided to shake things up, and you didn't tell anybody, and then they found out about it. How much time and effort did you have to spend convincing them that what you're doing now is what you really want to be doing? I know for me, I don't really care if somebody agrees with the changes I'm making or not. I don't factor that in. I know what's best for me. I've got people in my life like you guys and my mom and my good friends who don't question what I do. The minute somebody starts questioning me or they start saying, well, is that really going to work? Or they start throwing doubt at me. I just say, well, I'm not going to listen to you anymore. And I walk away. So I keep people like that at a very, very far distance. So Chris, based on what you just said, I should walk away from you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't know, because I'm focused on one thing at a time. If continuity is important to me, then I understand that it's important that people in my life have continuity as well, because that tells me that they're focused and determined to make what they want happen. And that's an important quality to me. So the meaning of consistency for you provides stability. True. Yes, sir. Anything that shakes up that stability makes you doubt the meaning of what you're doing yourself. In a way, yes. Yes. It tells me that I need to be more focused on what I'm doing. If I let other stuff get in the way, I feel like it's blocking me from actually getting where I want to go faster. So, yeah. Now, you, Chris, just brilliantly summarized why what I do, what Marsha does, what any other team seeker does or does not do is irrelevant to your each individual journey, true or false. That's, That's very true. That's true. And that's why I make sure that I share what I'm doing with people who are going to be receptive to it. Whether they're receptive or not, Chris, should be irrelevant. Well, it is. It is. I just don't like arguing. Why am I stirring up the pot? Why am I doing this? I think you're doing it to get us to challenge our notion of where our attention should go and 
what we should focus on when it comes to presenting our newfound knowledge to other people, perhaps. That's what I'm exploring, that notion. It's a good start. What other facets are there? I myself am in a whirlwind right now, so just trying to picture continuity and meaning. It's really going deep. So I'm trying to understand how it all fits in Mm -hmm. as a team. That was really good, Marcia. So (laughs) I want to drop something on the conversation here. Is my world around me not a reflection of myself? Bingo. Now, I've got to ask myself, do I believe that or do I not believe that? Am I willing to accept that that is the way it is? That's the law of attraction. Am I willing to accept that that's law? Because I can't change that. I can't change the fact that what I get in my life, what I'm receiving, what I'm getting paid is exactly equal to the worth I'm putting out. I would ask myself, where is my continuity? David, yeah. Chapter Four's focus is what? T H E M E S. Themes. If I change what I'm doing every hour, every day, every week, every month, every year, ongoing, what's the theme? Change. Correct. Thus, I am continuously changing. Yeah. Is that a good thing or a bad thing in your mind? Might be a great thing. Might be what I want. (laughs) I think it's an inevitable thing. The world keeps spinning. Like Heraclitus said, because I'm geeky in college and I wrote a paper about this, the world's like fire. We're like fire. We're all going to change. We're all going to go up and down. I'm saying that as a collective consciousness in this class. I know I change day to day. Different things happen. Different events happen. I learn a little bit more about myself and a little bit more about my surroundings, and things are changing all the time. The seasons, the weather, people's reactions, my reactions to them, what I learn, what I do, (laughs) my friends. Continuity is nice in the sense that we can think something will continue along for a certain period of time. Like if I have a contract and I say, I will continue, pay me what I'm worth for 12 months, I can see continuity there. But in my own life, continuity, things go up and down. I know this as a musician. One day I'm playing crazy music. The next day I want to take a chill pill and go back. Change is inevitable. How I react to change, how I maintain the continuity of what I need to is almost simultaneous. That's why I believe I did the timeline to see how I've changed over the years, how I'm going to change in the next years. That's it. Excellent example. Kareem, you gave a very good example of how The concept of continuity is all based on one's perspective of time. The more time I put into the perspective, the more continuous things can be. Follow? In Earth years, this planet's been around for a few billion years, right? Right. Yeah, of course. I'm not the same dude I was when I first started this class. Right. I can give you a definite example that if you were to ask me now, what's my sense of receiving, I'd gone up quite a few points. Excellent. Here's a little mind blower. And I'm going to warn you right now that by doing this exercise, it's going to fundamentally shift your perspective of living in the moment and change. Do me a favor. Get comfortable. Close your eyes. And take as deep a breath 
in through your nose or your mouth, it doesn't matter, but take the deepest breath you can to the count of four and release it to the count of four. And the count of four goes like this. If you want to start breathing in, one, two, three, four, and now release your breath. Four, three, two, one. And now open your eyes and look at your hands. Are your hands still there? Yeah, they're still here. Yes. <laughs> so from a continuity perspective, what just happened as you took your deep breath is your hands continue to be with you, correct? Yes. <laughs> Rick, as a medical background, is it an accurate statement to say that with every breath I take from a, an atomic level, the chemical changes in my body that that breath created are unique to that breath and that breath only? Absolutely correct. So therefore, with every breath I take, I change molecularly my body? Because change is the only constant. Yep. What did I just do? You're changing right now. You're changing right now. You're changing right now. You're, you're changing right now. You're changing right now. You're changing right now. Stop breathing. Oh, you're still going to change. You'll start decomposing when you die. So this whole continuity thing is based on the perspective of what? Change. Change. Change continuously. Yeah, change is inevitable. Every second of every day. Yep. Therefore, how I change should mean nothing to you. Was that a little too deep? Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, I set you up for extraordinary failure if I somehow, knowingly or unknowingly, make you dependent on anything related to me, whether that's meaning, whether that's continuity, or any other topic, if your evolution is tied to what you think or feel about me, I don't want to be in that position. Why? Because I, then I actually have set myself up for failure because I'm not changing naturally. I'm making decisions about something outside of me, someone outside of me. Mm-hmm. It's a disconnect. Yep, what else? My sense of worth will go down if I'm dependent on what you do. Mm-hmm. And now if I feel I have somebody to blame. Bingo. Yeah. Yeah. Now we're getting somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> I know I'm a sovereign being, and freedom is the most important thing for my person to grow and to help other people grow. You got to have freedom. Scratching the surface, you can't be dependent on anyone else for anything, really. You can't allow another person to have responsibility for your soul. What the hell? Ha! Yeah! One question I have is why do people always look to others to validate themselves through? Mm hmm. That really, really bothers me because Chris? I've. Yes. Why do you use a ladder? To climb up, elevation. Yeah. If you could levitate all on your own, would you need a ladder? Nope. But because for whatever reason you've decided you cannot use levitation to climb, you need a ladder. Mm-hmm. Have you noticed that pay me what I'm worth each rung of the ladder, as you've accomplished it, you don't need it anymore. That's right. Yeah. Chris, unpack that. When you don't need that rung anymore, what does that mean? That rung mm-hmm. on the ladder, once you've accomplished it, once you've got that insight, you can let it go, right? You can let that rung go. You don't yeah. need it anymore. Oh. Because I've learned what I need to learn to go further and higher. Right. Yeah. Or more pragmatically, once you learn 2 plus 2 equals 4, you know that 2 plus 2 equals 4, right? Right. 
You don't need to relearn 2 plus 2 equals 4. If you had to relearn 2 plus 2 equals 4 every time 2 plus 2 came into your equation, how far would you get in life? My point being, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, meaning and continuity, it's my role as one of your guides to keep your perspective always broadening. It's my role as your guide to disappear. And you go, oh, you left? When I talk about worth decay, who remembers what worth decay is all about? Being out of balance. Being out of balance, yep. My definition is how I feel about myself as well as how balanced I am in that equation. Okay. Give me an example of worth decay. Not taking responsibility for your actions. Not taking responsibilities for your actions, okay. Yeah, giving someone else the responsibility of your actions. Ah, okay, mm-hmm, good. Needing third-party approval from other people. Ooh, big one. Neglecting oneself over and over, kind of like an illness. Like, if I'm getting overweight and I'm not taking the actions get myself down or get myself in a healthier spot, I just let it go on day in, day in, day out. It's very similar to Worth the Cake, except it has more of a physical manifestation than just a mental one. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Oh, totally. I can totally attest. The only reason why I got close to 335 pounds is because I'd rather be known as a fatso than a faggot. That was a good awakening to have, so I'm glad that happened. What the hell does that you know? mean? If you're big and fat, wouldn't they just call you a fat faggot? Well, if I could hide <laughs> behind my weight, they oh, wouldn't know I'm a faggot. Well, I see what you're saying. I, I, I got a perfect definition of worth decay now. Okay. Okay. When the only value I can find in myself is what I've given to other people. Oh. Oh, and yeah. the only value I can find in myself is what I've given to other people. Ooh, that's you just point. nailed one yeah, of the biggest issues most parents face. Insidious. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You have to Definitely. receive to have worth, too, not just give. Okay. So with this concept of worth decay, who can piece it together? How is meaning a source or a vaccine to worth decay? I think we give our own meaning to everything and we can choose the meaning of anything. So on that note, like we were talking about today, if somebody hits you in the face, you can say, that feels really good, do it again. Or you can say, oh, so you choose the meaning of everything. You choose the meaning of someone saying, you know, you're a prick. You can just go, just laugh and go, yeah, sometimes I am. So that's where meaning and, to me, worth decay is because people have different meanings for different words, and we all give meanings to the words that we use and get abused with. So if I'm hearing you correctly, Rick, you're saying that meaning can be a virus or a vaccine depending on your perspective. Yes. Although I don't believe in vaccines, but I like how you put it. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Okay. I actually want to combine lessons here. Meaning can either destroy your worth, my worth, or it can create worth for me. And I know that for a fact because when I was in high school and I thought I found the love of my life, obviously I'm 17, I know everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And to keep it short, because there's a time frame, it doesn't work out. I gave the meaning that it was over, I'm not worth anything, I don't have, there's nothing good about me, how could I ever find anything good again? It just, it's over, I'm all sad. And then two weeks later, I talked to one of my friends, or I should say someone who I converse with, an acquaintance, and 
I particularly didn't like some of the way he acted, but he was always happy, and he always got over this thing a lot easier than I, heartbreak. And I said, what's your secret? What do you do? And he said, I always have something more important in my life than a woman or something else. And that way, interestingly enough, I can attract what I want. I said, that doesn't make any sense. He said, if you can put meaning in yourself, if you can put value in yourself and have something that you're passionate about, other people will be interested. Similar to what you're doing in Pay Me What I'm Worth, similar to what I do when I play music. If I have my meaning solidified in what I'm doing and I'm creating worth, my own worth from that, other people who are looking to find their worth will come find me. And that ties when, into... Kareem, that statement will be even more powerful when the word if turns to when. We could do that. We could do I could that. do that. Nice. Why am I such a hemorrhoid on that if and when issue? Because I, if I it's saying it may not that. happen, and when it's it, saying it is going to happen. Well, you should have, could have, would have, but different is on the if side of the scale. When is lined up with either now or later, and I'm choosing. Which has more power? Oh, when, when has more power? When? When? Oh, now. <laughs> when has more power? At the beginning of Pay Me What I'm Worth, there was a dirty little secret. I said, clouds our ability to see our true worth. A one-word, dirty little secret, and the word started with C as in cat. What is that word? When you go out to eat and you look at a restaurant menu and you finally narrow down your selection, you have made a what? Choice. 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 (laughs) Choice. You have made the choice. This entire book asks you to remember the divine gift of choice. I can choose to be balanced or unbalanced. Plain and simple. What do I choose? I can choose to attach my meaning to an external source, whether that's a person, a place, a thing, a deity, a anything. I can choose to place my meaning on something external or I can choose to place my meaning on something internal. I can choose whether or not continuity will or will not affect me. Where am I going with this? I'm asking these questions because I want to hear how what you're doing is integrating. And if you're struggling with answers, that's, I think, a good thing. Because you're allowing yourself to go, hmm, I wonder. It's not necessary to come up with answers right now. But the whole goal of chapters 1 through 7 is for me to get you prepared. That if you tell me something, when we make an agreement, when we form a contract, you better well know what you're saying. See how the pieces are beginning to fit together. Yes. Chapter 1 gives you an inventory of your physical world. I would hope by now you all have a much higher appreciation for your physical stuff. True or false? True. Oh, yeah. True. True. I have too much of it, I found out. (laughs) (laughs) Anybody feel comfortable with saying false? That Chapter 1 really didn't do much for them. It's okay. Maybe it didn't. Chapter 2 took you on a skills inventory. We went inside. We asked you to come up with your own list of skills. Chapter 2 should dust off an awareness of not only what skills you have, but every hour of every day you spent getting and honing and practicing that skill. That's what's underneath it, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Every hour you spent in traffic, every hour you worked to earn a paycheck, every hour you spent practicing is beneath that skill. Are you going to let anybody now discount your skills? 
Yes or no? No. No, <laughs> no way. No. <laughs> no. Chapter three asked you to look at when you look for a teacher to help you climb up the ladder, what are you looking for? Someone who has the same passion, or even if it's not the same passion, just someone who can help me and get me off that ladder. <laughs> yeah, I so that I that. am standing on my own. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. Chapter 3 showed you that if you want to have a teacher in your life to teach you skills, they damn well better have the skills you're looking for. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Right? Right. Chapter 4 asked you to get out of your forest, climb up your hill, and look down onto the valley of your life so that you could find your what? Themes. In Chapter 4, is it true or false, you began to see themes in your life? Themes, oh, yes. Yes. I saw yes. patterns also. Patterns, so themes, same word. Same word, okay. What was the value of finding out your pattern or your theme? So you could change them. Oh, I could change them. You make choices about what those patterns have been doing or not doing. Yep. About empowerment, and it empowers me to make new choices. So as you know your themes based on the people that have taught you what you thought you knew, based on the skills you thought you had and that you really needed, based on the very core, basic Maslow hierarchy of needs, food, water, stuff, we now went into Chapter 5, and we began to look at relationships. What are relationships really all about? What are healthy relationships? What do you recall that you got out of Chapter 5? Healthy relationships are all about balance. Mm-hmm. Reciprocation. Um, what's the first relationship we looked at? Ourselves. Yeah. Bingo. How's that relationship going these days? <laughs> <laughs> seriously chapter 5 we began to look at the core ingredient of worth relationships right because your relationships are going to be directly reflective of how you value yourself bingo we then took all of the first half of the book was focused on learning how to receive We packaged all of that up. We crossed over the bridge. We went into Chapter 6, and we started looking at, you get what you pay for. Karma. What goes around comes around. We took and harvested an awareness of what our themes have given us. True or false? True. True. Rude Awakenings 101. Yeah, exactly. So with this heightened awareness of what we're good at, what we know we need work on, what we're really happy about, what we can let go with no regrets, actually doing a happy Snoopy dance as we let go of it, we ventured into pricing the priceless. And we began to realize from a cost perspective – Time, money, respect, health, love, all those different facets of worth, right? Everything costs us something. True or false? True. True. It's not priceless, but it might be timeless. How is this now different? When you signed exercise number two, I believe it was, and you signed your contract with yourself based on our little trip down memory lane, I'd like to hear reflections on how your perception of that contract with yourself has changed or stayed the same. Oh, so I take it so much more seriously now. So much more seriously. I respect it more now than I ever did at the time I signed it. Not stopping and really asking, don't guilt, shame, and worry. Is it, is it here? Because if it is, got to kick its butt, do some laundry, and just take it so much more seriously and so much more aware of that contract with myself. I can't wait 
to do more contracts with myself from the perspective of I know exactly what I want and I'm lining myself up with it. So David, the energy you're beginning to tap into as you feel that synergy, can you put words to it? Power versus force. Force means I'm just going to kick this thing to butt. I'm just going to take over. I'm going to control everything. I'm going to master everything. Struggle, struggle, struggle versus power, which is first I find my peace. Then I'm inspired to action. Through that inspired action, I make contracts with myself now that are in alignment with the things that feel good every time or I'm not making that contract. The feeling I get from that is just this, holy crap, I'm pretty darned excited about what's coming down the pike. I'm pretty darned excited about when I have now made that new contract with myself that I am only going to choose things that feel good. So to sum up what you were just saying, David, I want you to align these two sets of words, power, force, symbiotic, or parasitic relationships. Symbiotic is to parasitic as power is to force. Correct. I want to pass this one to Mr. Chris. How has that contract's meaning changed, if at all? I'm living it, period. I'm living it. I'm doing what I said I was going to do. I'm happy because before I pay me what I'm worth, I didn't really know what the hell I wanted to do. I have purpose. That was the point of the contract was to give myself purpose and that I would adhere to that so that whenever I make my word to myself, I keep it. The most important aspect of it was keeping a promise to myself. Keeping so my that word sense of energy now that you have, how is that different than nine months ago? Much different. I didn't really know what I was getting myself into nine months ago. I didn't know how it was going to shape everyday life or my perception on tragic events. Would I be able to handle stuff better? Am I going to be aware and more in the moment rather than looking forward or behind or analyzing everything? It's taught me to learn how to live day by day, minute by minute, rather than what's going to happen tomorrow. Do you find value in that? Oh, yeah. Hell yeah, and the relationships that I have with all of you have gotten stronger, especially with Marsha. That's been huge. Because I used to challenge that woman every time she tried to build wisdom upon me. It was like, nope, I'm not having it because I know myself and I know what's best for me. But you know what? I called her a couple days ago and there was a personal thing. And I sat there and listened to every word she said and I did not interrupt her once. Aww. So it's taught me to be humble, it's taught me to be considerate, and it's taught me to consider other people's perceptions if they're trying to help me. Now, if somebody's not trying to help me, I'm going to block it out instantly. Yeah. I don't need Who that. taught you? Who taught you? Me. Thank you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Woohoo! Correct answer. <laughs> No matter what happens to any of us on Team Seekers, regardless of what happens to any of us, it's irrelevant to what you're learning, correct? Yes. No one can rob you of that. No. Even if your own mother sat you down, Chris, and said, what the hell have you gotten into? Did you hear about blah, 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 blah? Would that shake your learning? I would no. never do that, though. Well, my mom's really cool. That's very fortunate that I have a supporting, amazing parent because a lot of people don't. And she knows. So, Chris, pass it on. Marsha. <laughs> I knew you were going to choose me. Okay. <laughs> when I first signed that contract, it was really the first time I ever signed a contract to myself and for myself. So it was a brand new experience for me. But as I started my journey in class, I really, really saw how wonderful it was to sign a contract to myself because it took on a full meaning as I continued taking classes. I was exploring 
so much about myself that I never knew. I was discovering myself. For me, that was key. I didn't realize that signing a contract would have such a great meaning for me back then. But today, I see that signing a contract is super key in everything that I plan on doing. And it's part of that roadmap that I see that's included in my roadmap. The contracts that I make with others, that's key right there. We can take that one step further. The first time you signed an independent contractor's agreement with Seoul University, Marsha, point blank, did it freak you out? A bit, yeah, because... Usually when I open up my mail and I see something that looks like a contract, I'm like putting it aside. (laughs) (laughs) And so I had to actually read the contract to find out what am I getting myself into. And now I feel so much more comfortable because I believe that I am beginning to trust myself more. I have more trust in what I'm doing and what I want. So my confidence energy is there. So looking at a contract, I actually do read it now, Soul, and I know what I'm getting myself into, but more so, I got to know you as well. So that really did help. I have my perspectives of you. (laughs) I'm sure Marsha's still wondering whether I took my meds or not, but anyway, we digress. (laughs) Thank you. Let's toss it to Cheryl. Aloha. I took it very seriously. I felt that I really needed to do the work on myself, and I had never really committed to it, so it kind of was a commitment to me to work on myself. I felt that it was really an important thing for me. I still feel the same. I have been honoring that as much as I possibly can throughout the class in getting as much as I can possibly get out of everything that I've done in class and try to realize as much as I can and get everybody's different perspectives in order for me to grow. I feel that I've really grown in a lot of different ways that I would never have if I didn't take the class. So still being serious about the contract, and that's good for me. How about Brigetta? Okay. I have no problem with contracts. When I sign a contract, I do my best. I always keep it, I say, so far. I do have a problem with when I let other things interfere while I'm in the contract, keeping focused, but... I still know that I'm going to keep the contract and I'm going to do the best I can under the circumstances that I can possibly do. I know that I have grown in certain ways and I know that I will continue to grow. I may have to take the course again. When I go through it again, as you say, I will try to be more focused. I will try not to let my health situations interfere. I will try to live in the moment and not think of the past and not think of the future which is a lot of my problems. So if I'm hearing you correctly, Brigetta, what I'm hearing you say with your personal contract that you signed with yourself is it's giving you a lifeline that while you're aware that there are bumps in the road, you use that lifeline to just get you back on track when you can. I try, yeah, yeah, I do. Oh, I love it. All right, Brigetta, who would you like to go next? I think Rick has yet to go. Okay, let's pass it to Rick. When I first signed the contract, I liked it because I didn't put my birth name on there. really gave me a sense of I'm not that person. I don't have to be that person. So it made me feel really free. I realized then, too, also that I had been making contracts with myself all my life, but I never really wrote them down. And writing it down really was different for me. Now, I've learned a lot from going through a process. It's really given me my life back. I was very unbalanced at the beginning of this program. Now, I feel like I've gained a balance 
in my life that I've had when I was in my 20s. I'm a lot happier. So I thank everybody. Mm, mahalo. Rick, is it safe to say that the balance that you're feeling, you can now navigate any wave you're on, whether that's in the ocean or on land, with a far less stress? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, the stress level that I had at the beginning of this course is I cannot even measure how unstressed I am now. And I know my family will attest to that too, that I'm not as crabby and I'm not as short with them and I'm not as like, cause I don't know, just like I don't want to say bitchy, but yeah, bitchy. Because you know how I get. But. So it, it's really helped me a lot. I think that most people could benefit from a program like this. I haven't met anyone that couldn't benefit somehow from this. Mm -hmm. Which is the perfect segue into where I want to once again ask Marsha's permission to share a little bit about what Marsha and I talked about as we were prepping for class. Marsha, do you mind if I pull out a couple please of bullet points? Please do. Yes, absolutely. Please do. As we get into this process, the way that this program has succeeded over the past 10 years is I've actually declined 8 out of 10 people to come into this program. Eight out of 10 people, when they call me, I counsel them out. I counsel them out of even buying a book because they're not ready. Because they don't want to spend the money. Like if you wanted to do it solo on your own, I don't think that you're going to gain as much doing it solo. You don't. And that's why I really thank you for allowing me to put Team Seekers material out there is because it gives those people who have really no idea what we're up to, who just happens to find on Amazon.com out of the blue because they were searching under the pay me what I'm worth keyword search, they find a book and they buy it. Mm -hmm. They need support. And I am aware of the fact that there's a tipping point coming where eventually there will be more people that will want to be in groups than I can physically handle, so I need help. I find it fascinating that I have yet to teach this same course the same way after 10 years. So if you have an aha, what is it tonight? And go ahead and share it and then pass it on to the next person. The aha I have for tonight is that I tie my sense of worth with what's meaningful in my life. What is it that I want, and that my continuity is going to be my focus. That gives me my roadmap right there. That's my aha. Yum. You walk in faith and not by sight. In other words, I guess things you see and everything, is you still have the faith. You still need to keep the faith of what's going on and everything. Does that make mm -hmm. sense? It does. Probably not. <laughs> it makes sense to me, Brigitte. I'm not sure on the meaning part of the meaning and the continuity, but I think that continuing and doing the same thing, backing your word and showing people how you've changed, just continue to be out there and let them realize that you have changed or that I have changed if they see me on Facebook or whatever, that that would draw the people to me. And to us, they would realize that something's different. It's a person has a different vibration. They're feeling more worth and everything. Cheryl, can I offer a reflection? Yes. You don't need to get out there. Just be. Well, I guess I meant just show people. Just be yourself. Exactly. exactly. Just be yourself no matter where you are. Let them see that you are you all the time and they can appreciate you as being you, no matter where you are or what you're doing. Exactly. Yeah. There's no yeah. need to beat the drum. Right, right. I wanted to clarify that because I know from the messaging as I listen to past classes, I can hear myself say things to you that can easily be interpreted as get out there and beat the drum. I'm aware of that. I want to bring that to the surface, and I want to be really clear that 
first off, ouch, and my apologies. And secondly, let that go. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's my uh It's like when we find stuff that we love, we like to tell people about it, right? Right. Mm -hmm. We make the assumption they want it. Oops. There's that old assuming. (laughs) I'm just really blown away with this whole lesson on (laughs) that we had tonight. It's something I'm going to explore more, meaning and continuity. I feel that that's going to be part of what's going to start rewiring inside of me next. So I'll offer this toy. When meaning or continuity begins to unravel the sense of worth, add time or perspective. When meaning or continuity is beginning to cause you stress. Nine out of ten, it's because we've shortened the amount of time. Follow? Yeah. Because as we advance our concept or our perspective of time, one of the things that Pay Me What I'm Worth brings to the table is a slow build. A slow, stable build. This is not a churn and burn program, which many are. Get them in the door. Get them in the door. Upsell them. Upsell them. Get in the door. Get them in the door. Upsell them. Upsell them. Get them in the door. How many times have I upsold you? You haven't. Slow, slow growth. And it's stable, isn't it? Upsell shouldn't be. to close this class. What did you get out of this show? We truly want to know. Simply post in the comment box at the bottom of this page. After hearing so many people experience so many ahas, I wonder, are you ready to take this class yourself? We start new classes each time we have 12 or more people ready to go. You're listening to Marcia Sortino, Team Seekers, Team Captain. Get in touch to learn how to become one of Pay Me What I'm Worth's paid instructors today. And remember, before you go, think about who else would enjoy our classes. Post this show on your social networking sites to help more people enjoy some weekly wit and wisdom. Aloha. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.